We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I don't know about everyone listening, but after a long day of work, I just need to come home to a nice, refreshing tall boy to ease my stress. I actually just had three or four last night, if I'm being honest. No, not those tall boys. A refreshing tall can of liquid death was exactly what I needed. If you've noticed a new tall boy can in the water section that looks like a beer or an energy drink, it's actually Liquid Death, a mountain spring water from the Alps that comes in still, sparkling, or in three different flavors. Try the lime, trust me. Why is the water called Liquid Death, you ask? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. There's just something special about grabbing an ice-cold can of Liquid Death, hearing the pop when you open it, and quenching your thirst with the best-tasting still or sparkling water on the market. I honestly could not go back to bottles even if I wanted to. As I mentioned, I can't recommend the Sparkling Lime Liquid Death enough. It has the perfect lime flavor to go with a crisp, refreshing finish. It's also the best water to mess with just about everyone you know, as they probably think you're chugging a beer in your car or a work meeting at about 9 a.m., Seriously, guys, check this product out. I've been absolutely loving it, and I know you will too. Go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's going on, Packers fans? Welcome into another Pack a Day Saturday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. This is unlike most of the podcasts you'll hear from myself, Matt Freilich, Janelle Mackey, and Eli Berkovitz on Saturday because the game's so damn early on Sunday across the pond. We got to give you a preview show. So we're going to slightly include some injury stuff because I think there's some important things to note, uh, specifically. I would say for both teams, I think we're just coming to the agreement, Janelle, that we always have to talk about the injury report, no matter the case, because it's always impacting this team, it seems like, and their opponents at this at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on this weekend, and 
once again, it kind of feels like, yeah, the Packers have a good amount of people who were on this week's injury report. Nothing super concerning, though. But then you kind of look at our opponent in the Giants, and they're going to be missing like some huge factors. And I think that, once again, it's the Packers' opportunity to take advantage of those missing players. 100%. 100%. Janelle, I've been, I was really waiting to shoehorn this joke or this analogy into the episode later, but it, as we're recording, it's literally one minute in. Um, you and I are both uh, softball and baseball coaches, you being a softball coach, me being a baseball coach. If we were to look at the green, or excuse me, the giant side of the injury report, they have enough players out. They've got enough outs in the game, if you will, that they would be uh, in the top of the third with one person out already. Like they literally <laughs> have seven people out. I was going through and I'm like, there's just, there seems to be something here. That was my pre-production prep I did. So everything else after this is, is null and void, but literally seven people that are just out for the game already. And another one, Leonard Williams, an absolute stud defensive veteran lineman. Um, he's questionable, just unreal by the Giants right now. Yeah, I do love the analogy, obviously, us. And, you know, I think, is it postseason baseball right now? Yeah, so I don't watch I don't watch Major League Baseball. Um, yeah, so fans of the game, there's a good little analogy there. But, yeah, yeah I mean, know. it's crazy looking at, you know, just like their wide receiver room. Yeah, You've got uh, Wandale Robinson. Um, you have Kenny Galladay. You have Rich James. It's like uh, Kadarius Tony, Like, they're all out. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, no, it's, sorry. Richie James hasn't, he probably will play, but um, he's still I mean, banged up though. Like he's still banged up. Like they literally have yeah. goofballs at da- David Sills, who, if anyone knows David Sills is a, uh, wearing a number, the number 13, the old deck, Odell Beckham's previous number. Oh yeah. Um, just not as athletically gifted as Odell Beckham literally fell down like a couple of weeks ago and they, they lost the game on prime time because he just, didn't stay on his feet during a route, but like they're in shambles at the receivers room. Like it's, it's nasty. Kenny Galladay wasn't doing absolutely anything getting just dragged on Twitter recently. And then he goes out with an injury because his production and just everything he's done for the giants since he got there as a free agent has been just horrendous. And then you look to the Packers side, like I already mentioned, um, Jair Alexander going to play more than likely full participant, basically all week besides Wednesday, David Bakhtiari, also looks like he's going to play limited participation Wednesday and Thursday. Didn't practice at all on Friday. Not sure if that was a rest thing, veteran rest. It almost just kind of seems standard for him at this point. Yeah, it does. So it really does. See too many like you know full participation all week. At least mm-hmm. not right now. Exactly. Uh, and then real quick, Elton Jenkins. He was a limited participant all week. These are some of the notable ones in my opinion. Um, Adrian Amos, however, is questionable with that. Uh, that concussion he had actually right before we started hitting record, you know, it looked like the NFL and the NFL PA put it on an announcement saying they're going to, uh, they're changing their protocol this week and going into the weekend, I guess they got it finalized or trying to get it finalized on Friday before um, the end of the business week. So may, th- I think there's just a lot that's going to come out from that. That's going to affect all the, you know, everyone in the league, especially just specifically even Adrian Amos in this, this instance to see what that looks like. Um, other injuries here, uh, Tariq Carpenter, Got he's out with an abdomen right now. Questionable limited participant that does impact the safety room where you have two guys like that questionable him and Amos and then Devontae Wyatt. Still not really seeing Devontae Wyatt get involved as much as I would like in the rotation on the defensive front, but he is questionable with a quad this week. But again, 
nasty, nasty injury report once again. I feel like the last time we saw an opponent for the Packers having this bad of an injury report was the Buccaneers game, and the Packers ended up obviously winning that game. So well, let's look. Go I'm ahead, Janelle. Kind of like looking at this, it's like, okay, so Daniel Jones has the oh, ankle, you know, yes. he's limited, limited, you know, he he was full participation today as we're recording this on Friday, but you also have their backup, Tyra Taylor, who is out with the concussion. He He's already ruled out. And it's kind of like just after this Patriots game, you wonder, you know, Daniel Jones having these ankle problems, having to face somebody like Rashawn Gary, like if something were to happen, I don't even know who the third stringer is for them. Uh, I... <laughs> A, I'm looking at the depth chart, and they don't B, have like a third or fourth listed, so I don't know who's okay. on the practice squad. Number but. number one, I'm a huge Tyrod Taylor fan, so I would love to see him get in. Unfortunately, he's not. It's actually Davis Webb on their practice squad. Um, been around the league a little bit. I want to say maybe most of his career has been with the Giants, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm completely mistaken because his, his activity report on the player history is massive. So, honestly – I'm assuming he'll be activated for the game if he already it wasn't. Um, But yeah, like you mentioned, Daniel Jones, they did say he was a full participant um, earlier today. I saw on Twitter, which which was like ankles are like the popular injury this year. You know how there's always like one injury that a lot of people like it's odd. It just seems like the ankles. So everybody just needs to make sure they're taping their ankles a little extra tight because I've seen way too many of that injury. And maybe it's just, you know, more awareness, but it just kind of seems to be a little bit more common than it was last year maybe that's just me but could be i mean there's four people on this entire injury report with ankle injuries so something to be said there but there's also those quarterbacks uh, gotta just you know wrap them up (laughs) absolutely absolutely but um i know i think the the quarterback play i'm glad you brought that up is something that i omitted going through that injury report granted because they you know tyrod's out backup quarterback not as important daniel jones who's been running them around quite a bit which i think could limit his uh the way he's been moving um, outside the pocket and just running downfield, like truly just having a really, really good season. Um, and that's probably one of his biggest contribu- con- contributions to this offense right now is that he's able to run the ball uh, when need be, when stuff breaks down, especially since they don't have the res- receiver. So I'm glad you brought that up. But then you look at like just, I mean, besides the injury report, because we don't want to focus on that too much, is like one thing I really want to focus on, Janelle, I think going into this game as a preview is the offense is getting – you know, for the Packers specifically in it's going in the right direction. Like we're seeing games when they really, really rely on the run game or even just like can put teams away with the run has been great. Um, We've seen them win ugly. We've seen them win successful. We've seen them lose. Like it's, it's kind of been a combination right now for the offense. And I think, you know, that, that is kind of the up and down of where this team has fallen where the defense specifically, I feel like has really held it down Um, a few issues here and there. Some of that may be generated by, um, the Packers not having sustaining long drives on offense and the the Packers defense basically being a little bit depleted. I think it's it's trending in the right direction for the Packers run D and it's very, very solid. But I just feel like the the up and down has been more on the offensive side of the ball. But I want to focus first on the defensive side and mostly on the defensive side for the Packers because I think that's where they can lose this game. I don't see how the, the Giants defense can slow them down all that much. They have been bringing the blitz very, very well this year. With um, shoot, I should know his name. the The coordinator, he's uh, Wink, whatever the hell his name is. The longtime defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, the longtime uh, defensive coach for the Ravens. But bringing the blitz, it's been pretty nasty. But I think they'll get around that. But specifically, Packers defense. Okay, yep. I feel like Saquon Barkley. I don't know if you've seen highlights, watched any Giants games. 
but he looks faster, stronger, leaner, more explosive. He looks like Saquon Barkley, like when he came into the league, but just but like 10 pounds lighter and like 10 pounds of like muscle or an added muscle. Like he's just an absolute freak. And the Packers thus far just can't stop the run. Like it's, it's I mean, been, they consistent. haven't been able to stop guys who are, you know, I, what's the word? I don't want to say, cause like less, more, less, yeah, less, less physically productive. intimidating. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Saquon, like, obviously you face Dalvin cook week one, but that like, you know, yeah, you face Montgomery and Stevenson and um, Fournette and guys like that. But it's like Saquon is, he's just a different breed and he's strong and he's powerful. And, you know, obviously he dealt with that injury, but he looks like he's back, you know, back in his form from that. And it's just, it's a huge X factor going into this game because, you know, I'm not as worried about, you know, I want them to make Daniel Jones play quarterback because Saquon, he is a game changer and it makes me extremely nervous. I mean, this is a game it's, you know, no team has home field advantage here. It's like unfamiliar territory. You have no idea how guys are going to move on that field. And Saquon, he's just, he's a freak. And the way that this run defense has kind of been allowing guys to slip through, I need them for the sake of my sanity because it's been just a couple brutal weeks of Packers football where it's like, I cannot risk going into cardiac arrest again because they cannot stop Saquon Barkley. (laughs) Fair. Leads the league in offensive, or excuse me, leads the league in rushing yards, Saquon Barkley at 463. Leads the league in attempts as well with 84. Uh, Nick Chubb on his heels with both those statistics. Only two touchdowns from him, rushing touchdowns. So it's like he's he's running the snot out of the ball, just not finding the end zone as much. Uh, but I, honestly, like you kind of said it best too, is like they've – They've gone up against some weaker competition. I mean, the Packers, as far as running backs, you know, Fournette could have had a bigger game in that Tampa Bay game. He ended up not. They kind of didn't rely on him when they got down. Uh, In the Bears game, Khalil Herbert was able to rip off a ton of yards in, I mean, I mean, not kind of, essentially meaningless time for the Bears, the way they are handling the game and the way that the offense for them has continued to just run strictly not through Justin Fields, I think paints it in a picture of where just kind of the attempts were for him in that game and where it was going, you know, Patriots was kind of the game, you know, circling around here, jumping back and forth. You know, you look at Jefferson in the first game, he kind of went off, but in the most recent one, the Patriot game, like it was Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson with a third string quarter quarterback in there. We've heard this all week, but like you couldn't stop the run against those guys. And that's a, that's a prowess offensive line. They're running six, offensive lineman at some point so it's like you got to be able to sell out on that at some point joe barry but i really really think especially from some of the stuff i'd heard from matt lafleur this week in the press conference like direct kind of like subtweeting uh joe barry but in live action like on the mic was just like you know i think the run defense can be a focal point this week if we need to we can bring up some guys in the box like literally like hey joe i don't know if you're listening but uh here's another thing that you might want to consider even though i've probably beat this in your brain for like three days in preparation for this football game so well that's what's crazy is you look at the the talent that's there to stack the box and it's like how are guys running on this defense the way that they are like all the talent is there it's like what is what is not clicking between the coaching and the talent like there's like a missing component there because you look at who is on that Packers line and guys should not be able to slip through as easily Mm -hmm. easily as they have been I agree. And like, I actually brought that up on Monday on the final dump stream was like, 
I feel like Joe Barry's defense is playing well because they just have some, they just have 11 dudes, right? Like you just kind of mentioned, like they're just like, there's no reason these, we shouldn't be better. It's like, I feel like the way they're, they're keeping their head above water is just because they have so many athletes and so many studs that can like fly around the football, get to the quarterback. You know, Rashawn's having a crazy good start to his year. Quay Walker looked promising. You know, the secondary room has been banged up, but it's been able to, you know, hold its own. And I think, everything just about that defense has been like, yeah, it works really well because you have 11 savages on the defense. But like, if we can put you guys in the right spots to actually like slow down a strength of a team or our weak cover up weakness, I think it'll even take, take us to the next level. So it's gotta be run defense. I think is one of the big storylines. I look at two, just like generally these games, the London games, lower scoring, right? generally a tighter game just because it's just such a weird atmosphere. It's a weird day. It's a weird week, you know, getting over there, practicing. There's so many distractions going on for these guys. I just think it's one of those games where it's going to be tighter and you would, you would hate to see that Daniel Jones could somehow be in contention of this game. Like we saw last week in a game that never should have came down to the wire with uh, the Patriots. But you know, I mean, go ahead. You kind of just like alluded to it a little bit. Like this is not, a normal away game it's like it's like almost like a team vacation and then you also play a football game because it's like we obviously have seen them they're over there already Packers are you know enjoying themselves going to soccer games just being out and about like it's almost like you forget right now that they're preparing to play a football game in a couple days it's just it's been you know just the the experience and obviously I'm just viewing it all through a screen and I can't even imagine like what everybody else who's actually involved in this experience is seeing and kind of the emotions and how cool it is. And obviously we're seeing um, humorous tweets about, you know, people who don't know football over there, like why are there guys with cheese on their heads around here? And it's just, you know, it it's such a different vibe that you hope that come Sunday, it's just, you know, back to football and it doesn't matter where you're playing, who you're playing, going to come in and, you know, show your talent, play your game. But there's also another football team and they're, you know, they're here to play football too. And at this point I've seen through, you know, this is week five now that we cannot really count anybody out. You know, it's, it's just such a different atmosphere and vibe and you never know what's going to happen in a game like this with all the different components mixing together in this weekend. So yeah, I mean, it, it would be disappointing to see, you know, Daniel Jones and the Giants come out and wreak havoc on the Packers. But it's also just such a, a different circumstance that the expectations are a little bit skewed almost, it seems like, you know, because, I mean, the Giants, they're also 3-1 and one somehow. So, I mean, <laughs> they're, we're, we have the fraudulent, same record going A fraudulent 3-1 and one team, mind you. Right, but, I mean, you know, people could say we're a fraudulent 3-1 and one team. So, I mean, it, it's going to be – a much more interesting matchup. Like I'm, I'm already fully prepared to be stressed through this entire game, but I'm also looking forward to the matchup because I think that this is a matchup that there should be good opportunities for, um, you know, offense and defensive sides to kind of click a little bit more than what we've been seeing. And, you know, you can only hope. And I mean, we know that there's a lot of Packer fans in the UK that'll be at that London game. You know, pack, we talk about, you know, cheeseheads travel well. And I mean, there's plenty of them who have flown across and are going to be at that game and pen, uh, plenty of people who are, are local that are going to get to go watch this game. We also just kind of wonder who are going to be the general 
NFL fans? Are there going to be Giants fans? Kind of what are going to be the factors? And like, is it going to feel like a home game? Are we going to have the crowd because we travel so well and we have so many fans everywhere? Or is it going to be, you know, you, you can't predict these things until we see them on Sunday. So you may have started noticing that there's some strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not actually beer. It's mountain spring water from the Alps and it's called liquid death. Why is this water called liquid death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They'll also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. See, what you may not know is that most plastic isn't actually recyclable anymore, and the plastic you throw in a recycling bin actually just gets sent to a landfill because it's not profitable to recycle. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. So go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with our store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday, P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 100%. I mean, I'm a little concerned, Janelle, that you're talking about a cardiac arrest and being super stressed <laughs> about this game. It's going to be at 830 in the morning. Like, I don't know. I know I mean, I'm going to wake it up t- stressed. <laughs> it takes a lot for me to get the blood pressure moving at 830 in the morning for better or for worse. Like, unless I'm sucking down coffee super early, like, I really, I don't wake up until about 9, 930. And maybe that'll be the time where it's just like all my attention as I'm waking up will be on this game. But um, no, it is. It's you're going to literally wake up because I know you, you mentioned something about this, I think, last weekend on Twitter. Like, you plan on getting up to watch maybe some of the college football games. And you're like, you thought you got up at a certain time or whatever, and it's like you slept in. It's like, dude. Oh, no, it was the the Viking Saints London. Viking game. Saints. I, could, I couldn't remember why on a Sunday my alarm was set so early and I went back to sleep. <laughs> so so th- this weekend you'll know. But I also yeah, have that I'll, little I'll bit of. I'll be up at like 6 o'clock, ready to go, just like probably sweating, already thinking about what kind of things am I going to have to deal with 
in this game. <laughs> 100%. Like, it's going to throw us all off. Like, I think there's going to be a little angst of, like, okay, I'm up now, but, like, I got to get, like, in Packer mode. Like, am I drinking? Are we doing coffee? Are we doing mimosas? Are we having breakfast? How are we having breakfast? Are we just do burgers? Like, what's the what's the attire? Where are you watching the game? Like, it's just – it's a we're, it's a completely new landscape. We're it's, central time. Like, I can't even imagine our West Coast friends who are going to have to be up ready to watch football at 6.30 in the morning. It's kind of like, you know – having a new appreciation for fans who aren't in the U S and mm-hmm. in this time zone who loyally watch this team. And now yeah. they get the opportunity where it's like, all right, our time to shine. Welcome to our world. Like we get football for a day and now you all have to suffer <laughs> and wake up early or stay up later. However, it's going to be for some people. So it, it, it's kind of funny. Like we're kind of complaining a little bit and then I'm like, Oh, there's some people who literally do this every Sunday and get like no sleep. So I have a new, I will probably have a newfound appreciation for those loyal fans who watch in obscure times. Absolutely. Like it's, it's crazy too. Cause like, this is the last, t- we're the last team that has to play over there. Like, no, we've never had a game over there yet. The Packers, um, you look at the, like the J I think it was the Jaguars looking at here. They've played eight games. They've literally, this is a 30-second game. They've played eight of those games. Like, they have 25% of the games played over there for the Jacksonville Jaguars in um, <laughs> in London. And this Giants, this will be their third game. They're 2-0 right now. The last one they played was in 2016. It's just, it's so, it's been so strange this week. Like, you touched on it a, a little bit. Like, specifically, the first thing that kind of, like, just made me laugh this week was the Cheesehead um, tweet. That being, for anyone that didn't see it on Twitter, um, looked like some profile i don't know if it was a man or a woman i think it was a woman she was it looks like she was from hong kong based off her um her profile from what i was looking at saw someone with a cheese head on and was like what is this what's going on like i know that the packers are playing but this is like this is their mat this is what they wear like this is what they do like just the culture shock that people like just on the peripheral or like you know international travel london being a huge area to like you know, connecting flights and whatnot. It's just like hilarious to see people embracing that. And like now I think the last 48 hours for me has been like wild. There was that back and forth between I think Razul Douglas and Darnell Savage or oh, yeah, was we're... just about like harassing each other on the plane. Like, like I think just... Rasul fell asleep and Darnell's like, oh, should I like hit him with water? And it's like, <laughs> like I can't imagine all the chaos that happens yeah. on the team. And now we're going to just have them travel for right. like four and, days together and hope that they don't, you know, prank each other too hard. <laughs> it's just crazy too, just like everything that goes around it, right? Like there's all these like, uh, Rogers talked about it on McAfee on Tuesday. It was just like, they asked him like, hey, do you have any press conferences lined up? And like most weeks it'd be like, yep, I have this one and I have this one and I have this like midi media, media obligation on a Friday that I do for, you know, someone local. And it's like, He's going over there. He's like, yeah, I do, but I don't really like know what it all is yet. Like, there's just so many moving pieces and parts. And like with the time difference, like that eight hour time difference, like that screws it up quite a bit because you're like basically losing most of a prep day. And just the the atmosphere that's going on, it's very distracting. Like we saw Rogers and Lazard were at the US women's um friendly, uh, on the pitch, as they say, like, and we're out there for watching that game and they're tweeting about it, and it's like yeah, the Packers are the, you know, Rogers is at the game tonight. And I'm like, tonight it's like one o'clock and I'm doing all this. It's like, it just seems right. absolutely chaotic, but I think it's just been fun to see like the process that is, I think the media has had a lot of fun with it around green Bay. There's been some um, really 
super funny videos that came out. Cassidy Hill from Packers News had, was, had one that came out. I've seen some funny interactions between Schneidman and Wes Hotkowitz. Like, I was going to been... say, I, I like woke up for work the other day and Wes had put out a tweet like 50 minutes ago talking. And I was like, it's like six in the morning. It's yeah. so, and I'm like reading about all these news and press conferences and yeah, it's, it's a different, it's going to be a different little world for us for the next few days. It's nuts. Like I'm, I'm super pumped for it because I feel like it's, it's something great to check off the list, but I just didn't have any expectations really going into this week, how it was going to change. Um, the way we observe the game, the way they observe, not the game, but like the way we observe like a normal news week, like normal news week, especially for pack a day or, you know, game on Wisconsin or Packer report or cheese set TV, whoever puts out content, like it's pretty set in stone. Like the Thursday night game is always one that throws you for a loop, but generally everything else you can kind of like fall into place, but with like the travel days and like just everything else that's going on, it's just been really fascinating to watch. Speaking of cheese TV, I saw that they had a meetup there as well. So like you talked about different cultures just having people from all over the world literally meeting up and meeting Corey and meeting Aaron and everyone else that's a part of that that incredible franchise that is Cheesehead TV. It's just like, it's so amazing to see all these people meet. And it's like, we've had that experience, Janelle, um, you know, from day one. We've had it with other people from Packaday where it's like you finally meet these people that you've grown a friendship with, you know, blogging or doing live streams or video or just in the mentions of each other's for years and years and years. And like finally to meet up and like go cheer on your favorite team with you know, a cheese head on and no one else understands it. I think it's just absolutely incredible finally to see. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. I mean, it's almost like surreal. It is to see how far just, you know, this like little green Bay and like their one football team, how widespread they are around the world. And I mean, they're in London and it almost looks like a home game for them. There's just so many fans who are so pumped for this meeting up, going to bars, doing these meetups, like you said. And it's just like, it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Just the mm-hmm. way that, and how loyal and invested these fans are. And yeah, I mean, in today's era, we have the opportunity to connect with one another, despite all these time differences and living in different States and countries and whatever it may be. And it is just so cool now the Packers finally getting the opportunity to go overseas and play for these guys. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And I just love seeing all the different content because it's so, it's so different than like a normal game week that we usually see. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's surreal just seeing all the different content being put out right now. And like, I mean, just Aaron Rodgers walking in a, in a park and hanging out with somebody in their dog. It's just like, that was awesome. Yeah. It's just, simple content like that that it's like you wouldn't see that if he was going down to like Miami like Rogers just walking through the park hanging out with strangers dogs it's like it's just the vibes feel so good right now and it is so cool to see and I know that there are so many people who are so so excited for this and I yeah I mean I've got to see the Packers play live plenty of times there's some people who now we'll get the chance to watch their favorite team for the first time. And it is just, I, I love everything that I'm seeing. And I mean, we came on to do this, this game preview, but it's almost more like, you know, there's more to it than just the game because this is such a special, special weekend for so many people. Absolutely. And for a long, long time, like, again, this, it's just like on, I just didn't, I didn't feel like this is what was going to happen this week. And I had been kind of a component for many, many years. I knew eventually it would come to the Packers would lose a home game and then have to play over there, uh, you know, in, in, um, in London. But 
truly like I, I would try to avoid it for a few years. I'm like, no, they're not going to do it. It's only going to be a certain teams. Like, like I said, the Jaguars, or the Dolphins that seem to always have to play over there. And it's just like the Packers aren't going to be selected. And time obviously was a couple years, you know, before this game was even announced. I'm like, it's probably going to happen. It sucks. But I, I was kind of pessimistic and jaded about the whole entire thing. Now I'm kind of like, well, this is actually freaking cool. Like one of our buddies from Packaday, Dan Kotnick, he's out there. He's got his like, I don't even know how old his son is like a couple months old and his wife, like they're going to the game. Like I'm sure, you know, other people going to the game too. Like, it's just, it's incredible. And yeah, like I, I totally agree with you. Like there's, there's a game to be played here. I think it's easy for us to say like sitting here, but like, and I'm sure the, you know, the teams are, they do this every week. It's, it's, it's a little bit different, but ultimately there's a, a football game to be, to be played. I think it's, it's, it's unbelievable. This is the 32nd game. This is the first time that's actually been winning teams, like actually 500 plus teams in a matchup, like every unreal that that's the possibility. But I guess when the dolphins who have usually sucked and the Jacksonville Jaguars make up a third of those games played probably a little bit easier to get that to work out in your favor, that it was be a losing team or excuse me, a, a team with a under 500 record being played, but nonetheless, like still a football game to be had. Uh, right now, as it sits, Packers are still favored by nine points over unders 41. So again, looks like it's supposed to be a tight game. I imagine that has to do a lot with the way the Packers offenses looked recently. And a lot, a lot has to do with the way the offense for the Giants is appearing with a banged up Tyrod Taylor or an out Tyrod Taylor and a Daniel Jones that's banged up might not be able to run the ball as much, but ultimately it looks like the Packers should win the game. You know, however, you're going to do the math here, like. 29-10, or excuse me, not 29-10, terrible math. Uh, it would be like 24-17, I believe, if that if that's the way they have it, or 24-16, 25-17, something like that. So uh, looks like a couple scores for either side, but at the end of the day, I think I, I have the Packers winning this game. I don't know about you. I don't know how we do preview shows. We don't do on the injury report uh, picks anymore. We've decided that's a, that's a bad thing. That's a trigger word <laughs> for two-thirds of this squad, but it, it, do you think the Packers are going to pull this one out at 8.30 in the morning, Central Standard Time, Janelle? Yeah, I think I actually had them um, kind of winning a little bit bigger in this game. Yeah. I just think, you know, yeah, the offense has been kind of slow, but Aaron Rodgers has talked for so long about how badly he wanted to play in this London game, and the opportunity is here. And I think that he just needs to play. He needs to give that crowd real back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers-esque football, and I, I think this offense needs to light it up for them. I mean, it's really – it's it's from the kindness of his heart what he should be doing out there for those fans who are traveling and making the trip. So it's time for this offense to light the fire and quit with the bullshit of, oh, we made a mistake and now we're not going to do anything for four quarters and we're going to have to win it in the fifth quarter. I'm sick of that. I think that mm-hmm. this Giants team is a team that you can just make it like make it work. Everything that's kind of been fizzling at this point time for it to explode and i have them winning 31 17 i believe my selection and you can absolutely you know, crucify me janelle if i uh, misspoke on final dump but i want to say my prediction with brendan was like 24 10 um something like that and i think it's going to go on the under but i could absolutely see the pack like i've i've heard a lot of takes this week since that monday recording of like hey this could be the get right game for the packers offense yeah. basically healthy we have finally all the receivers back to normal how they get involved too soon to be told because there's just some you know continuity between Watson I think and Rodgers that is going to manifest at some point Lazard still battling that ankle I think there's some conversation we had about Tunyon still dealing with his knee um, rehabilitation so I could see this them them being the Packers truly just like 
slaughtering the Giants because if you can actually stop the run and sell out on the run and make Daniel Jones throw, I I th- gotta think you're gonna force a couple turnovers and you get the ball rolling truly like handing the ball off to the 33 and 28. I just think it's a, a recipe for success regardless of you know how the the Giants or excuse me how the Giants actually play. Um, you're you the you're mentioning the turnovers for the love of God win the turnover game and don't yeah. don't see the opponent like oh you got a turnover now let me get one like no yeah. i'm sick of this like matching the turnovers and the problem is is that the packers don't know how to recover the momentum even if they're the first one to turn it over and then the defense goes and gets a turnover the momentum never comes back so i think that with the special circumstances of this game you cannot fall flat you have to you know it's so cliche and I say it every week, but I have yet to see it where the Packers come out and play four quarters of football. Mm-hmm. You know, it's maybe hot start and then like three and a half dud quarters. And then finally at the end of the game figured out, I mean, the overtime, the second drive, that was the best offense I'd seen from that team against the Patriots. And it's like, why is it taking like over an hour of this game for you to finally make something click? But I think that we also saw with Watson, kind of getting more involved and Dobbs getting more involved. Like this is kind of starting to turn into the offense that we were predicting all off season where it's like, we're not going to have a true wide receiver one. That ball is going to get spread around and yeah, you're going to have plays to Lazard and Cobb and then you're going to throw Dobbs in there and Watson. And truthfully, if that's the kind of offense you start playing and then you mix in Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, this giants defense should not be able to keep up with that. And I mean, it's easier said than done, obviously, because these are two, NFL teams, everybody's out there for a reason because they are good at football, but the Packers need to show why they are better than the Giants. 100%. Giants have yet to force an actual interception this year. They do have three fumble recoveries, which is matched with the Packers' um, fumble recoveries. Lions have, or excuse me, the Giants have forced six fumbles tied for third, if that means anything to anyone. So the turnover battle absolutely could be Dude, a factor. Could weekend for Rashawn to really introduce himself to Daniel Jones. I think that's a great, great way. <laughs> Janelle, slightly disappointed in myself for not bringing up more um, British stuff during this. I think I, I, I forced pitch onto you and I about the U.S. women's team. Any of your, Do you have any good British – you don't have to give me an accent, Janelle. I don't feel like – Oh, God. Come, I'm, no, I – I don't think – no, no, no. I, any, I, I can literally – the only accent I can do is an even more aggressive Minnesotan accent. Okay. How that about any, really... <laughs> any good jargon? You like any good London jargon? Like, any, is there anything that you like? Anything you, you don't like? Any, it, there's this been was... a couple of clips this week that have been funny that I've seen on Twitter, but I don't know if there's anything that you particularly a word you like. Literally, like, the only thing that has been consistently going through my mind through all, like, the London stuff is I'm a huge, I, like, I love the show Friends, and I just keep thinking of Joey when they go to London for the wedding, and it's London, baby! Like, that's all that plays through my head every time I see something, so, I mean, it's like, I've got that playing. I love seeing all the Abbey Road stuff, because, obviously, like, I'm a fan of that on, uh, genre of music, so it's, like, just kind of, like, the subtle things, but no, like, I, I wish more, I... More pop could, culture stuff, I guess. Yeah, I wish like, I could okay. stand more, like, historically involved or like had all this wisdom and knowledge but unfortunately there's too much other random crap in my brain to be able to store that kind of stuff so yeah it's just kind of like joey uh triviani voice like london baby all week and yeah i mean i'm i'm pumped just like thinking about it now that i'm <laughs> like yeah i mean a london game it's just it's so cool and it's gonna be so different and yeah i I'm excited, but I'm also nervous. Like I said, I don't know how to feel going to this game, but I'm trying to be 
trying to be optimistic and trying to be excited and I will probably be stressed by 8.45 in the morning, but I'm crossing <laughs> my fingers that I'm not because, yeah, that, that would be, you know, before noon and I've already like cried four times. Can't have that. Fair enough. I I definitely am going to have to get a tweet off or two about like with bloke in it or just talk about, you know, having a couple pints. Like I think, I think, I think some of the English uh, slang and jargon is just so damn funny. Like there was that video of, uh, I think it was Keyshawn Nixon and uh, Eric Stokes saying like bloody hell or whatever, like on Twitter, that was funny. That was super funny to me. Like there's just, I don't know. There's something about, you know, when you, like, when like you the, the water bottle and yeah, like, just anything like that. It's just so damn funny to me. Like, so I don't know if you had any good ones, but more pop culture stuff. I respect. Yeah, no, that. I, I'm not an accent person. Don't at like, yeah. What bottle and I can say like funny, like the classic cliche yeah. words, but I mean, I'm not even going to try and disrespect the UK by pretending like I can even mimic their cool accents. And I, I love their accents. I just, you know, I was not given the gift of being able to replicate them. <laughs> no, I totally understand that. So Janelle, it's going to be unprecedented, as they say, event for the Packers um, on Sunday, 830 Central Standard Time, AM, get your butts up, however you're going to celebrate the game. It's going to be a long one, mixing a water. If you're staying up through Sunday night football, like that's like 15 hours of watching football. So like, make sure you're stretching, getting the limbs, 14 hours, whatever it is, get you know, just maybe go for a walk at some point, maybe take a little nap. Just, just take this game as a, it's, it's different. Take it all in, make sure you're being responsible and it's, it's going to be a long day. But Janelle, other than, um, you know, not hearing accents from you, from, uh, from whatever culture it may be, where can people get more information about Janelle Mackey, the content you're putting out and everything around our beloved green and gold? Yeah, uh, the usual. Follow me on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. That's where you'll be able to see most of my stuff, um, most of my thoughts and everything like that. Yeah, it's going to be it'll be a little bit different. Obviously, like I work on Sundays and I'll actually be able to watch the game before going to work, which is going to be really, really interesting. So follow along with me for that, for just kind of, you know, dumb reactions and memes and whatever nonsense I'm putting out there. And then you can find me obviously here every Saturday on Pack-A-Day with Matt and Eli, who unfortunately couldn't make it for this London uh, episode with us. And then Wednesdays on Open Book on Game on Wisconsin Live at 8 p.m. Central Time. And then I also do the Pack Report TV preview for the games as well. So a lot of good stuff. And also, you know, hockey's just around the corner, so enjoy kind of my hockey-free timeline while it lasts because hockey starts next week, and then you're going to be getting a good mixture of hockey and football. That's good. That's a lot of content. I mean, if you if you need to get Janelle Mackey in your ears or in – okay, I'm just going to stop right there. That's – never mind. <laughs> never mind. I was going to say – if you want yeah. to – <laughs> if you want to see Janelle Mackey or listen to Janelle, Mac, Janelle, Janelle Mackey, it's very easy to do so. Um, for myself, Matt Freilich, you can find me on Twitter still at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Uh, basically, anything content related is on my timeline there. Obviously, Pack a Day podcast with you, Janelle, Eli, and myself on Saturdays. Uh, Brendan Dworzynski along on Final Dump on Monday nights, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter via Game on Wisconsin. Check us out on the final dump there, breaking down all the news from the weekend, what we got previewing through the entire week, and then maybe a little caveat at the end. It was significant to some, our betting episodes, where we kind of break down the Packers' lines, give you some predictions there if there's anything you need to know going into the weekend, uh, if you're going to be a degenerate and bet. Also, Packaday Podcast, 
now that you're listening, I think we've almost exceeded 10,000 followers on Twitter. Who's counting? Not me, probably Andy Herman. I know also that Andy's been crushing it on the YouTube side for Pack a Day podcasts every day, just like the pod or just like the podcast on the audio forum 365. He also puts out a video uh, you know, episode there as well. He's been crushing with the happy hours, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Make Fridays. Sure the happy that? hour from this week because it featured three friends from across the pond, and you should definitely check that out to get their perspectives and all that good stuff. So again more special content from this London trip. So definitely make sure you check out this week's happy hour because that was definitely a good one. Absolutely. From Mark, uh, Dari and Kels, like, uh, or Kelsey Watson, I should say, like all people I've interacted with on Twitter before Dari, super, super solid dude. I'm pumped that he's getting to the game because he's talked about it many, many times. Um, but yeah, 4.30 PM central standard time. If you never catch those live, cause you're probably, I don't know, doing something else. This is your reminder to always go back and listen to those before. Maybe it's even a little happier before the game. Maybe you get up at 7.30 this weekend and then listen to that before going into it. But um, if you haven't checked us out there, please do so as well. And, of course, if you haven't already subscribed to us, reviewed us, liked us, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you're probably never going to do it. But here's a reminder that, hey, maybe you should actually do it because now the Packers are international brand. And so is pack a Podcast with all these people that we're contributing with. Um, Janelle, I was going to ask us to do the uh, the Go Pack Go at the end of the episode in a British accent. I will not do oh, that. How, however, <laughs> we'll, however, we'll just think it in our heads and then... Uh, I can't even think it. it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I do it either. But, um, Janelle, I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy the Packers game. However you do that, no cardiac arrest, less stress. Maybe go for a walk, little yoga poses during halftime just to kind of relieve some, maybe breathe exercises. But Janelle, after the Packers win and after a Pack-A-Day podcast, we always say, Go, go Pack, pack go. go.